Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Identify. Let's go. Let's go. You're about to experience the evolution of action motorsports coverage. The motorsports you care about. Cutting edge. High impact. No filler. This is the Down and Dirty Show, fueled by Speed Energy Drink. And here is the man bringing it all to you, Jimmy Beaver. Good morning and welcome to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, fueled by Speed Energy Drink, lit up by Rigid Industries, and schooled by Dirtfish Rally School. I'm your host, Jim Beaver. And uh, man, it was... uh, not really a great weekend of racing. I got to say, we didn't have a lot going on this past weekend. Obviously, we had uh, the Arizona Extreme Rally happening up there in Kingman, Arizona. Had some World Rally Championship and uh, some Formula D going on. But uh, on the off-road side of things, not a lot happening. But uh, leads us into this next weekend. And we've got just about every major series uh, firing on all eight cylinders. Uh, should be should be pretty wild with uh, Stadium Super Trucks, Lucas Oil, um, Man, it's uh, it's going to be wild. We got Red Bull Global Rallycross. I'm just looking down the list at World Rallycross Championships. So this next weekend, we are going to have uh, plenty to cover. But uh, we got a star-studded lineup of guests today. Uh, first off, calling in here in just a minute is going to be my Rigid Industries teammate uh, Kyle Leduc, who flat dominated at Crandon. So we're going to catch up uh, with Kyle on uh, on you know going back to Crandon as well as. Uh, He's a current points leader in Pro 4 in the Lucas Oil Off-Road Series. So we're going to talk with Kyle. Then we're going to have uh, have Joe Duncan from the Terracross Championship. He's going to be calling in. They just got done with their major event in Heydays at Minnesota. Rolling into this weekend, they've got to the finale at Charlotte. It's Charlotte Motor Speedway tying in with uh, the Charlotte Auto Fair. And i got to tell you, it's like 100,000 people that show up for um, – for the auto fair there and uh they're you know they're plunking terracross right down in the middle of it all so it should be an amazing event they've had uh, some quite some guests that uh, showed up to run there at heyday so we'll catch up with joe about that and then second half of our show finally seth enslow the guy the interview you've wanted we missed him the last time um but i've got this thing in the bank it's going to air today and i got to tell you um it's just 20 minutes of pure gold with seth enslow i mean this guy is an absolute legend um you want to talk about one of the godfathers of freestyle motocross uh, seth is definitely that guy uh, you know he, he kind of branched off more into the distance jumping instead of uh, the freestyle side of things but as far as free riding goes uh you know if you were if you were into dirt bikes in uh you know in the mid to late 90s and early 2000s um seth enslow was the guy uh, you know you were definitely a fan of his and uh you know we're talking one of the og metal militia guys i mean you know one of the very first guys along with brian deegan to to be part of the metal militia so uh gonna be great catching up with uh with seth and then part two of our interview with the el martillo dakar rally team we heard part one two weeks ago part two airing today and uh you know last time we caught up with uh, the owner of the team this time we're catching up with uh with one of the drivers and navigators uh you know kind of really uh, uh, gives you guys a feel for what happens in the dakar rally because it's so different than uh you know us uh 
you know, off-road guys and, and rally racers here in the States. You know, we, we watched a car. We're all fans of it, but uh, it's just another level. So uh, going to be great catching up with those guys. Formula Drift, Texas. Man, talk about a battle. Um, it's winding down that series championship. Chris Forsberg has been dominant all year up there atop the box. But uh, i got to tell you, um, you know, he, he had quite the fight on his hands in Texas. So we're going to get into uh, to some Formula Drift. And uh, we've got a ton of news and notes this week, lots of news breaking. Um, we're going to talk a little Travis Pastrana, um, give you a little uh, preview of B.J. Baldwin's new video, Recoil 2, dropping tomorrow. So uh, lots and lots to talk about. And uh, don't forget, we've always got that Dirtfish Rally Report. Uh, obviously, last week, those of you tuned in, uh, we had that big Dirtfish Rally show when I went up there to uh, Washington. Spent some time at Dirtfish, got to know some of the personalities and people around Dirtfish. But uh, as always, Dirtfish Rally Report, that's on tap for today. Later today, we're going to be talking uh, some uh, World Rally Cross in there, some WR, uh, WRC, some Extreme Short Course Rally, and uh, probably some GRC. They dropped their uh, track map for Los Angeles and uh, that coming up this weekend, and uh, looks looks pretty exciting, man. Uh, you know, definitely uh, you know similar but different layout than they've had uh, you know in recent weeks. So uh, should should be fun. On my front, man, I got to tell you, it was uh, a long weekend. Somehow Friday night, I threw out my back, and uh, yeah, I was uh, I was in limp mode all weekend long. Uh, thank goodness Sunday, uh, our uh, you know our friend that also happens to be a chiropractor. Uh, wrenched on me a little bit and got me uh, squared away, but I got to tell you, I am pretty sore sitting here doing radio today. So uh, if you hear any grumbles or ouches or, uh, you know, I just pass out on air, you'll know why. It's because my back's in pain. But uh, we're going to grind through it today, and uh, we've got a great show on tap with some amazing, amazing guests. And, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, this next coming weekend. I <laughs> You know, it seems like every, about every month or two, there, there's one weekend, and everything is loaded and uh, it's definitely this, this coming weekend. <laughs> I'm looking at it going, Lucas Oil, Stadium Super Truck, Sandsport Super Show, Terracross, Global Rallycross, um, World Rallycross Championship. I mean, it doesn't get as stacked and loaded as, uh, you know, as this coming week. And then follow that up, we've got Rigid Desert Challenge. Um, you know, it's just, uh, and, uh, you know, GRC from Dirtfish. We've got a, a wild couple of weeks coming up. And uh, we're also going to be talking about Straight Rhythm. The new Red Bull, uh, the Red Bull, uh, new Red Bull race they're doing uh, actually going to be at Pomona, same time as the Off Road Expo, but uh, Straight Rhythm, probably uh, something I'm even looking more forward to than the Monster Energy Cup. And those of you who don't know what Straight Rhythm is, we will definitely get into that uh, here in just uh, just a little bit. But uh, Straight Rhythm, something you know, you know Red Bull, they like to think outside of the box, and uh, and all of us. Uh, you know, all of us appreciate them for it because, you know, Red Bull just doesn't put on a race or an event. They they go over and above and do something so far out of the box that there's one of those, why didn't we think of that? But, uh, you know, you're just, your mind doesn't think the way, uh, um, you know, <laughs> the way that the people at Red Bulls do. And, uh, um, man, that uh, straight up, if you don't know about it, you need to pull up the videos before we start talking about it on air. And uh, it's it's going to be fun. Um, not only that, but, uh, yeah, we've got, uh, lots of news and notes today. Maybe get into some Q and a later on in the show. Uh, if you guys want to, uh, you know, want to give, uh, want to shoot me your questions at Jim Beaver 15 on Twitter. those of you uh, tuning in on our chat board, you can always ping me right there. And, uh, you never know when we're going to do a, a trivia giveaway, anything else. So, uh, you definitely want to have that Twitter feed, uh, 
that Twitter feed up on your computers and ready to rock. Because, uh, you know, last week we surprised everybody, started giving away some Dirtfish sunglasses and uh, sticker packs and everything else. So you never know when those are going to come up. So, uh, you know, those of you that listen live, uh, you've got uh, you've got a, a hand above uh, everybody else. That's uh, that's for darn sure. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just excited about this show um, and, uh, and Seth Enzo, I got to tell you, this guy, um, it, it's definitely a fun interview. Definitely looking forward to, to getting to that here in, uh, in just a few, uh, just a few minutes, man. It's, it's going to be wild. And then next week, uh, next week's show, we're going to have, uh, making his down and dirty radio show debut, Bucky Lassick. Uh, those of you skateboarding fans know him from there. Those of you rally fans know him from there, but to Bucky, I've had him on GRC live radio in the past. Talk with him. He's also a dirtfish athlete. We're going to have Bucky on air. David Higgins is going to make his, uh, I don't want to say GRC debut because he's run there in the past, but uh, his 2014 GRC debut, we're going to have David Higgins on air. And we're also going to have Ballistic B.J. Baldwin. We're going to get a little ballistic on the Down and Dirty Radio Show next week. We're going to have B.J. Baldwin and Brian Scotto from the Hoonigans. They're going to be talking recoil, too, and uh, how they shut down the entire, uh, the entire uh, city of Ensenada to, uh, to film recoil, too. So uh, that should be fun. And then uh, also going to have Marty Fioka chiming in. He's been traveling ever since Crandon around to all kinds of uh, events and uh, um, tire launches and everything else. So we're going to catch up uh, with Marty Fioka and, uh, and find out what's, uh, what's happening in, uh, you know, what's happening in, you know, the world of off-road. Because uh, if it happens, uh, Marty generally knows about it. So uh, right now we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to skip forward and uh, jump right into some Formula Drift results from Texas. The Formula D guys uh, doing battle in Texas at Texas Motor Speedway. Oh, it looks like we're not going to get to uh, some Formula Drift results. Looks like we got Kyle Duke calling in, so let's uh, catch up with How's everything going, Kyle? What's up, man? Everything's good. Everything's good on your end. I know it's good on your end, man. You took home, what, $45,000 a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, that yeah, that was that was no big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, let's let's talk a little bit about Cranon. Mean, Forty-five grand. I mean, that, that's such a first. I mean, in a, in a program like yours, obviously you've got some great sponsorship with guys like you know with companies like Monster and Toil. But I mean, forty-five grand that definitely helps out. You're one of those teams that you know you're still on a budget, even though you've got some great sponsors. That definitely is gonna gonna go a long way for your program, right? No, any any bonus. I mean, we had. Uh... Lonemar put up five grand to win at at Glen Helen a while back, and you know you push you push hard to win any extra money. And I you know I like doing a lot of my sponsorship stuff based on uh, performance bonuses, so that way when you do good, it pays. So it's uh it's definitely a good thing to get money. You know, and everybody looks at it like, man, it's forty five grand. What are you gonna buy now? It's it's more of just like just I don't know a big way to to pat yourself on the back when you do good, you know, you get a check and, and that's, uh, that's hard to do at some, you know, most races, but sometimes at Crandon, those boys pull some strings and, and, and they get some big purses. I won uh 40 grand five years ago at the 40th anniversary and, and now I won 45. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool to go back there to Crandon and, and win and they respect what you do to push hard and they pay you for it. Yeah. Well, and you know, Crandon, it's, uh, 
you know, not only you, but I mean, you know, I know talking with your dad, I was talking to him at, uh, at Vegas Torino and, you know, and, and Crandon has just been a, you know, you think of the Leduke name and, uh, I mean, Crandon has just been a, a big part of your family heritage for, for a long, long time. I know, you know, you talk with your dad and, and Crandon's just a special place to him. And I know, you know, you and Todd are the same way. Yeah, man, I, I've grown up at that track and it's, uh, it's a track that we used to drive, you know, halfway across this country every other weekend, you know, like back when we used to race back in core, it was, you know, you raced in Michigan, you raced in Wisconsin, you know, you raced in Kansas and it was just nonstop driving. And, you know, now we're all spoiled because we got to drive 45 minutes to Glen Helen, you know, and then we, we got to drive all the way to Wisconsin and it's like such a nightmare, but it's, it's so worth it when you pull up and see the, the Crandon sign and just the barn and everybody, you know, packing the stands, like it's, it's like no other, you know, there's a lot of awesome tracks out here, but just the, uh, the fan base and the way just the track is laid out and set up, it's, it's pretty epic. There's no way to really compare it to anything right now. Yeah. You know, and, and going back there, I mean, obviously you've been concentrating on the Lucas series a lot, uh, you know, the past couple of years, but it's gotta be exciting to you, uh, to go back there. I mean, and, and bang doors with guys, Reeves and stuff. You're not racing against on. Yeah. I haven't raced with Johnny in a while. And, uh, you know, all those guys, really, uh, Scott Douglas and Chenny. And so it's been a couple of years, so we weren't really sure, you know, East versus West, you're not really sure how uh, how you're going to size up. And I felt we had, we had a really good car or else I wouldn't have even gone. So it was, uh, it was good. We had a, we had a bad weekend arena. We broke a lot of parts and stuff like that, but we, uh, we made it to, to Cranon and pulled a lot of strings with uh, Weissman and X-Track and, Pro Power helped out with some, a different engine package, and it was just everybody came together to, to pull strings. And my dad was there, and Todd was there racing, and so it was a pretty cool, fun family event. You know, we went into town and had breakfast, and just during the parade, and just the whole atmosphere was was pretty fun to go back there and do again. And it's something I hadn't done in a while, and I feel like I should do it every year, but you know, budget permitting, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's one thing I've always, you know. It's- loved about you and and your dad and your brother i mean you know obviously you guys are concentrating more on the lucas series i mean it's in the southwest it's easy and accessible but you know a lot of guys in in short courses like they draw a line in the sand and you're uh you're either a west coast lucas guy or you're a midwest tour guy and your family's kind of you know you've been open to everything hey you know we're short course drivers we're not a lucas guy we're not a torque guy we're just short course drivers yeah i mean we started we started racing torque when it first uh kind of arrived and we designated ourselves to that series with our sponsors, and you know, then we came out here and did a couple of Lucas events and kicked butt. So then uh, the tables kind of turned, and we ended up coming out here on the West Coast, and now we go back there and play. So it's it's definitely a little bit different, um, but yeah, there's there's no there's no line in the sand. There's no I have to be here and I can never go there. I have a lot of cool sponsors that are not so one directional and allow me to go and, and race at different events like the Huseman cup or Crandon and stuff like that. And, you know, ultra wheels helped out a, a bunch for me to go back to Crandon and so did King shocks and rigid industries. And obviously monster and Toyo and all them helped out as well, but it was, uh, it was a small little amount that I was able to go out there and, and gamble. You know what I mean? I gambled on black and green and we came out, we came out winning. So it was, uh, it was a gamble. You can go there and, and blow an engine and lose a lot of money or go there and win it all. And I went there to try to win it, and it worked out pretty well. 
Well, I got to ask. This is a little uh, a little side off topic, but uh, I know obviously you mentioned Rigid Industries are you know big sponsor of yours, big part of my program, and uh, you know I know you in the past. I mean, you you know you've been racing for a long, long time, and you know Rigid's come into the picture with with LED lights and, and this technology. And I've tried to tell people about it. You know that you know traditional uh, you know round light users, so to speak, and you know with HIDs, and you know they just don't get it until you actually get in a a vehicle with, uh, with LED technology. You know, how do you feel yeah, about I mean, the product? Because you've done both, too. Yeah, like, I ran with uh, my dad's Class 8 for years with the the Circle HIDs and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, it all works very well. But um, we went we went over to, to Rigid a couple of years ago, and uh, they sent us some light bars for our UTVs and our trucks and this and that. I'm like, wow, these things are sick. Like, I've never used a Rigid light bar or a, a LED light bar before, so... We got it. We set it all up in the shop. I wired it all up to a battery, and I was expecting this big old square beam of, you know, pretty bright light. Well, we plugged it all in and aimed it at the wall, and it actually made a circle that was stupid bright. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. How is a 48-inch long light bar making a perfect circle on the wall? So I don't know what they've got figured out, but it's definitely – uh pretty amazing technology to be able to do stuff like that and make it all work and super bright and super sleek so it doesn't take up all your windshield and no i think the the led stuff is out of control it's good yeah it's, it's pretty wild well talking about uh out of control man i gotta tell you your your lucas series thus far it's it's been pretty off the hook for uh for you i mean i what is it nine out of nine for 12 I, i'm uh, you may have to correct me, but, uh, had a pretty damn good season in lucas oil yeah, we did. Uh, we've done nine, nine this year and eight in a row. So it was, uh, man, it was it was a good run. You know, I was hoping we could uh, finish the season off with all the wins. You know, just to stay consistent and try to try to put something in the record books. But we went to Reno and and just had some minor part failures that you know just put us off the back. So it's kind of a bummer. Um, you know, we have all the trophies lined up at the shop and it's. You know, there's all number ones across the top and a bunch of fast laps from the race and stuff. So it's pretty pretty ridiculous to be able to go out, you know, weekend after weekend and just be able to beat those guys straight up. So it's been uh it's been fun and incredible to say the least, for sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely been uh a crazy year for you. I know uh coming up this weekend, uh Vegas and then uh, a couple weeks after that you've got uh got Elsinore. Um so uh you know kinda Kind of tell us, uh, you know, what's the strategy for the next two? I know, obviously, you're in the points lead right now. Got a pretty good, pretty big cushion, but uh, just go out and try and win the rest, right? Yeah, I mean, we have to, uh, we have to be a little smart. We can't. Uh, I wouldn't say we can't go for broke, which is kind of what I like to drive like. But you know, we definitely want to want to make a statement and, and try to pick up the rest of the year with three more wins, which would give us, man, that would give us. 12 on a year, you know, that's pretty retarded. <laughs> that's, that's big numbers, man. But uh, that's, you know, that's high expectations. But, yeah, we definitely want to win this championship. So, you know, to get that, again, this would be our, our second year out of three with Monster with the championship. So um, definitely want to be able to pull that off, you know. So whatever whatever we got to do to make that happen. Vegas is a, a pretty simple track, I would say. You know, it's got some some lefts and rights and some gnarly obstacles, but nothing that's suit control that, you know, everybody kind of worries about. But um, Elsinore is, is kind of a no-holds-bar, high-horsepower, big-air track that we all love racing on. So, 
if we can keep, you know, get through Vegas pretty well with a decent points lead, then all we got to do is drive around to Vegas or at Elsinore and win the thing. So that's uh, that's our goal at the moment, to just go out there and do whatever it takes to stay up front and to stay competitive and, and win a championship too. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, talking about uh, talking about your Pro 4 program, obviously, uh, you know, this Pro 4 you've had for a couple of years now, and, I mean, you've got this thing dialed. Uh, you know, I know you've got the new truck being built. Uh, you know, any you're going to try and debut that at the beginning of next season, or are you just going to hold off? Because obviously, this truck is is lightning quick as it is. Uh, yeah, no, this truck is definitely, like you said, it's definitely dialed. It's just, uh, it's just an older car, you know, and there's older technology, the older components. And the more I, I cut it apart and change the drivetrain or change the a arms or redo the cooling, like it just, I've done that five years in a row now. So I just. Uh, I was just kind of sick of it and just ready to start building a new one because I love building race cars. So I started building it, and uh, now it's it's basically almost done. It's it's a rolling chassis, and um, we'll have it done probably a month after the end of the season, and that way we can drive it all winter and put a ton of test time in it. And it'll have the same drivetrain essentially as the truck we race now, so it should be should be the same speed, you know, just a little more reliable parts and lighter parts and a lot lighter car and better packaging and all that shit. So I think it should uh, it should be a lot better. Well, you know, and I think a lot of people on the outside don't realize, I mean, your truck, obviously, you've had it for a couple of years now, and, and, you know, people see it dialed, and, and you know, and they, they see you come up, show up every every race, and, and it looks the same, but what people don't realize, I mean, since you've built it, I mean, it's undergone, you know, you know adjustments and, and new parts and, uh, you know, re relocating geometry and things like that since the beginning so you can stay on top, and I don't think a lot of people realize the development that you put into a truck like that yeah it's kind of hard to see you know it's got the same body and the same stickers and it all looks the same but you know i've i've gone everything down to to cut the whole front off cut the whole back off you know i built that truck in 08 and every year it's it's just gotten highly modified we put way you know super lightweight suspension components on it you know for uh unsprung weight and then we you know created all new bodies for it and New transmission, yeah, like you said, dude, you just start over. So it it just gets to a point where you're like, man, I don't want to cut this thing all back apart. I'd like to, you know, put it up for sale or, or make it available to somebody that, that could purchase it so that way, you know, it's still out there racing, out there doing well, and, and I can I can fund to finish my new truck. So I'm pretty pumped about it. It's just, uh, you know, figuring out what, what's next with it, you know, whether we go do some short desert races with it and, and uh, see how a uh, – uh, 900 horsepower four-wheel drive short course truck does that like a Laughlin type thing, and there'd be a couple ways for me to be be able to go out and drive it and see what you know, see if that the desert likes a four-wheel drive style truck. And I don't know, who knows? Dude, I don't ever want to make it just sit here, you know. So it's always for sale, or or we've got a bunch of crazy ideas that we want to do with it. Yeah, well, speaking of a Laughlin type, uh, you know, short course race, I know a Blue Water Desert Challenge on tap here in a couple of weeks. You showed up last year with uh, with your dad in the trophy truck, uh, qualified on the pole. Uh, any chance we're going to see you uh, in that truck? Uh, you know, one of the events this year, or maybe uh, maybe next year. I know uh, know you said you and Todd both, uh, you know, and, and your dad's been pretty open. He wants to get you guys in it and, and kind of make it a family type ride. Yeah, me and my dad will be uh will definitely be racing the Blue Water Challenge again this year. So we're uh after we get back from Vegas we're gonna gear up and bring that truck down to my shop so I can crawl around it and, and prep it a little bit so I can get to learn it a little bit better so I know what I'm driving and we're gonna go out there and go for broke again. You know, Toyo's gonna give us some some good tires to go out there and, and try to qualify first again and 
yeah, I want to go back there and win it. You know, I mean, we, we were able to qualify first, which is always fun, but if you don't win, it doesn't really matter. So it was uh, it was fun to run up front with my dad and, and you know, just race a trophy truck. That's really the first time I've ever pushed hard in a trophy truck. So it was uh, it was good to go and have a good time with my dad and stuff, but now I think we're a little bit more in race mode now. <laughs> so I think we want to go back there and try and win it. So that'll be fun here in a couple of weeks to go do that. Yeah. For sure, got to ask you as a as a dad to a dad. I know uh, Reedy. Uh, obviously, he's going to all the races with you. Has he got got bit by the off road truck bug yet? Yeah, the one word he says all day long, every day, every night is truck. <laughs> so it's uh, whether it's a car or a truck, it's it's all about trucks. And he watches the races on TV now as much as he does when he's at the track. But he watches them on crash. You know, he's he's he knows it's crashing. You know, and it's it's kind of weird to see that that look in his eye to where he's like, oh, no, like, there's a crash. Like, I don't know. It's pretty cool. It's, it's definitely a, a, uh, a weird but cool feeling to know that he's actually starting to learn stuff and pay attention and watch cars crash and, and know what's good and wrong. But to have him on the podium and stuff is pretty cool. And, you know, he does a bunch of weird stuff when we're at the track, looking around at the people, and he's not really sure, but he's all, you know, shy about it and having a blast. So, it's cool to have him at the races. You know, we it was a tough, tough run. We brought him all the way back to Cranon, set him inside of a motorhome, a crying, fussy baby for for two days in a motorhome. It was it was tough. Amber helped out. You know, she did everything to help us get back there, and it was uh, it was well worth it. You know, it's well worth having him at the track as much as I love being at the track with my dad. So it's uh, it'll it'll be a good it'll be a good good time here the rest of the year over the winter. Maybe do some some little razor rides with him and get him in the car and just to try to have him active and having fun is, is what we're all about. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to call in today, buddy. And, uh, you know, congrats on, uh, congrats on the big, uh, you know, big win at Cranon. And, uh, you know, here's, here's hoping you can hit, uh, hit that dozen mark for, uh, the Lucas series you're planning on. Yeah, that would be, that would be pretty amazing, dude. I, I just for myself or never mind the record books, you know, it'd just be, pretty cool to be able to pull off so i think i think everybody knows we have a we had a bad weekend in reno and we've got a truck that's obviously fast that we went and took care of business in Crandon. so uh hopefully they're ready for us to go smoke them again in, in, in vegas and uh try to finish the season off good that's all that's all i really care about man right now it's just race win finish get this championship and then work on this new truck for 2015 awesome well, uh, appreciate you taking the time to call in, buddy, and uh, we'll see you here in, uh, I guess, a couple of weeks in park at the Blue Water Desk Challenge. Oh, yeah, buddy. I'll be there. Thanks again uh-huh. for having me on, dude. <laughs> All right, Kyle. All right. See you later. Uh, see ya. All right. That was uh, Kyle Duke, my uh, Rigid Industries uh, Torch Team teammate, but uh, your current uh, Lucas Oil points leader in Pro 4, absolute dominance this year, uh, uh, it's the easiest way to put it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, also going back to Cran and, uh, winning, uh, winning, uh, you know, the world championship ring and then turn around, taking home that cup win for $45,000 that pits, uh, the pro twos versus the pro fours. So, uh, to say it has been a good year for, uh, Kyle LaDuke would be an understatement, you know, and I've predicted all along, you know, you talk about, uh, you want to talk about Dirt Sports Driver of the Year. Dirt Sports always doing their award at the end of the year. And uh, you tell me, I don't think there's anybody better uh, that could be the Dirt Sports Driver of the Year. I mean, just dominance on Kyle's part, um, you know, and uh, 
it's just uh, crazy. I mean, this guy is on fire this year. Nobody's had the year he has. I mean, like he said, it's just ridiculous to think that, uh, you know, he could have a dozen wins, uh, you know, at the end of this season. But uh, it definitely could happen. And then uh, you heard it. He's going to be running Trophy Truck, Blue Water Desert Challenge, here in a couple weeks in uh, Parker, Arizona. So uh, looking forward to uh, doing battle with uh, Kyle and Kurt once again in their trophy chain. Uh, super staff have him uh, have him out there, and I think it's awesome what, uh, what Kurt is doing. You know, built this trophy truck. Obviously, Kurt's fixing it. Uh, you know, I know Todd jumped in the seat. He rented it. Uh, uh, you know, Todd ran it at Vistarino with Kurt. Uh, Kyle turned around, and he's going to be running it at Butter Desert Challenge with Kurt. So uh, definitely a family affair, and uh, – you know, just a great, uh, great family involved in, in off-road racing and, and off-road motorsports. So uh, here, here's to Kyle, uh, um, you know, winning a few more before the end of the year and, and hitting that uh, that magical number of 12 uh, short course wins, wins in uh, the Lucas Series. So uh, great having him on air. We are going to take a short break. And uh, when we come back, Joe Duncan with the Terracross Championship. He'll be calling in. We're going to be talking Terracross. They've uh, just got done with heydays there in Minnesota, rolling into Charlotte at Charlotte Motor Speedway this weekend. So uh, next up, Joe Duncan with Terracross. Stay tuned to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, fueled by Speed Energy Drink, lit up budget industries, and schooled by Dirtfish Rally School. original and number one LED light bar manufacturer in the world. Torture tested by some of the best drivers in motorsports. Rigid LED lighting products use cutting edge technology and can stand up to the harshest conditions Mother Nature can dish out. Designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States, Rigid LED lighting is the only choice for your off-road vehicle or boat. Find out more information on the entire line of Rigid Industries LED lighting products at www.rigidindustries.com. Dirtfish Rally School is the premier rally driving school on the West Coast, located in Snoqualmie, Washington. If you're looking for a ton of fun with world-class driving instructors honing your skills, Dirtfish is the place for you. Dirtfish has 315 acres of playground with mixed surfaces for your driving experience. You can spend anywhere from two hours to three intense days of instruction refining your driving and racing skills. Whether you are looking for credits towards your Rally America license, honing your racing skills, or just having a fun time, Dirtfish is your school. Your classroom is behind wheel of a 300-horsepower rally-prepped Subaru STI. These cars have protective cages, suspension modifications, and are built for one purpose, to push you to your limit. By the end of your time at Dirtfish, you will have the confidence to rally with the best. Whether you're looking for a thrilling first-time rally experience or to increase your knowledge and time in the driver's seat, Dirtfish has a driving experience to suit your needs. For any information on their classes, corporate events, or their facility, check them out on the web at www.dirtfish.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dirtfish Rally. Very few companies can call themselves an industry leader. 
Race Tech Seats is one of the few. It doesn't matter if you race off-road, rally, touring cars, sprint cars, drag racing, or boats. Chances are, Race Tech Seats have a seat that will keep you safe, secure, and comfortable, allowing you to concentrate on winning. Race Tech Seats meet and exceed the FIA crash test standards, are Hans compatible, flame resistant, and offer full containment, meaning you can race knowing you are protected by the best. More information can be found at www.racetech-usa.com. That's www.racetech-usa.com. Come to the island and rip it up this summer. Wakeboard Island. It's a skate park on water at Blue Water Resort and Casino. Check out the two-tower cable system that pulls you and your board over the water. No boats to watch out for. No fumes. Wakeboard Island is open to all skill levels with an open center section for beginners. And for trick riders, a double side kicker in a 60-foot flat box. Wakeboard Island. The best ride this side of the Rockies. Adjacent to the River's Edge Cantina at Blue Water Resort and Casino. On the Colorado River in Parker, Arizona. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, fueled by Speed Energy Drink, lit up by Rigid Industries, and schooled by Dirtfish Rally School. I'm your host, Jim Beaver. Just got done with your 2014 world champ in Pro 4, Kyle LaDuke, uh, part of uh, the Rigid Nation, my uh, torture, uh, torture team teammate. But, uh, yeah, great to, uh, you know, great to have Kyle on. And uh, I know we had him at the beginning of the year just when he was starting to get rolling in the Lucas Oil Series and, uh, you know, had, had a, I think, uh, two wins under his belt or one win. Uh, I can't, can't remember how that worked. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think he, what, he went 1-0 one, uh, one oh, uh, or 1-1 one, one one at the, the first race of the year. I guess 1-1 one, one and uh, lost one. But uh, hadn't had many losses since then. And uh, great catching up with him. And uh, stoked, super stoked to see him back in the desert at the Blue Water Desert Challenge. Um, part of the Best in the Desert series here in a, uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, that's my next race in the trophy truck, and then obviously Kyle coming to town. And uh, tell you what, this race is uh, blowing up. You know, it was one of those four or five years ago. Started out and didn't have a, a huge amount of entries, but uh, since then things have uh, been steamrolling, and uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely getting some traction and uh, getting a lot of entries. So uh, definitely stoked on that. Up next on the show calling in here in just a few minutes we're gonna have joe duncan with the terracross championship he's gonna be calling in uh, from charlotte which is home to uh to the final couple of rounds for this year's terracross championship uh running at uh, the auto fair there in charlotte a hundred thousand people in attendance over four days terracross putting on a race right smack dab in the middle of it and uh it uh it should be should be awesome i mean what a way to take off road to the masses uh, you, know, you know, this major event, uh, the world's biggest auto fair, they call it. And uh, to put, uh, you know, an off-road race right in the middle with, uh, you know, with these awesome players' razors uh, should should be an off-the-hook off event. Um, and then uh, don't forget, later on in the show, after, uh, you know, after this next break, kicking off hour number two, we're going to have Seth Enslow and then uh, follow it up with uh, the El Martillo Dakar team. But right now, it looks like we've got my buddy Joe Duncan from the Terracross Championship calling in. And uh, he, Charlotte, North Carolina. How's everything going, Joe? Hey, Jim. How you doing, buddy? We uh, we got some equipment moving out here in Charlotte. 
I was going to say, you know, uh, you know, talking with you last week and stuff like that, obviously Charlotte, uh, you know, Charlotte and motorsports, I mean, they, they just go hand in hand, obviously. <laughs> obviously. But uh, I was looking at the, this auto fair that the Terracross Championship's running in. It's the world's largest auto fair, 100,000 people in attendance over four days. That's just crazy. Yeah, it's uh, insane. It's uh, absolutely insane with how many people that come rolling through out here. They've got a swap meet. They've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of vendors. They've got it all uh, here, and, and we, we're fortunate enough to be a, a big part of it. And uh, our racetrack is right alongside the auto fair, and uh, we have parking on one side, and we've got the swap meet on the other side, and pretty much every time the auto fair has to walk right by Terracross. Yeah, I think it's... You know, and, and, you know, talking about the series as a whole, obviously, you know, you're, you're bringing, uh, bringing Terracross to the auto fair. A couple of weeks ago, you had Terracross at Heydays, which is a major event in Minnesota, um, you know, for the power sports community. And then, you know, kicking things off earlier this year, you know, you had it uh, there, I believe, at the, the, the San Diego Fair, correct? I mean, it's, uh, you, you're basically bringing UTV racing to the masses. Yeah, that's kind of the business model of Terracross. I mean, there's a lot of great UTV racing circuits out there that do an awesome job and, and guys get to go race. But uh, when it's all said and done, the spectator numbers, the television, the high exposure, uh, you know, isn't there for the UTV guys. Either they're a third or fourth or a fifth, uh, you know, show to some of these places and they're in the background or, you know, just the numbers aren't there. So what our goal is and uh, why we've teamed up with, uh, Polaris and Mystic Lubricants and uh, our other great partners is to bring UTV racing to the masses. You know, a lot of people here at the Auto Fair probably either never seen a real um, UTV, especially a race, and to get them excited about it, get them to see what UTVs can do nowadays versus what they probably think of the old, uh, you know, the old old UTVs that are just utility ones. That to be able to see what the now side by sides can race. You know, it's going to open up some eyes and, and probably, you know, hopefully turn that turn some of those things into sales, you know, for our industry. And, and that's the goal behind Terracross is, uh, is to go to events that already exist. They already have huge population bases at them and then show the masses what, uh, what these amazing vehicles can do. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. You know, I, I know when things first started out, I mean, with the UTVs, I mean, we'll mention the Yamaha Rhino. And, you know, to get those to be any fun, you had to drop ten grand into one. You know, these, these uh, Polaris Razor 1000s that are racing in Terracross, I mean, they are literally, uh, you know, minus a few safety upgrades straight off the showroom floor. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, again, one of, the, one of the benefits to what we do is with Polaris coming out with the Razor XP 1000, you know, already almost race ready other than a few uh, uh, safety items. And, of course, we need bumpers because there's a little a little rubbing, a little rubbing in, in our racing here at Terracross. So some bumpers are, are coming handy. But, uh, but, yeah, right off the, basically off the showroom floor, and we go right to the racetrack with them other than, uh, you know, putting on some GVC tires, some Walker Evans uh, V-Lock rims, and, uh, and uh, some uh, Pro Armor harnesses and uh, some Pro Armor uh, gear on there. These things, uh, these things are ready to rock and roll, and, and that's what we want to show the masses is that they can go out and, you know, for in that 20, 20 grand range, you have a forty fifty thousand dollars race vehicle from a few years back and show these people what, what they have to offer. And like you are saying before, we're at the hub of motorsports. When you talk about 
Charlotte Motor Speedway. Every type of motorsport comes here. We came here uh, with Rallycross. You know, they've got an amazing dirt track. Uh, the NHRA, unfortunately, got rained out yesterday afternoon, but we were here for the first part of that yesterday. And, you know, they have a, a great drag strip, the only four-lane out here. And, of course, their, you know, their NASCAR track and all their uh, smaller races that go with inside that. So it is truly the hub of motorsports and the, the home of FMI and all of their racetracks is based right here. And that's why we picked this place, and that's why we picked, you know, one of their big events to go along with is that we have that motorsports enthusiasm, we have that motorsports mentality, and we have the, the map and 100-plus thousand people, and it's everybody from multimillionaires uh, to the guy that has a, um, uh, a street rod that he, that he spent his entire life saving for. So it's every gamut you can think of, and we get to bring the Mystic Terracross Championship you know, right to their front door, and everybody that walks by is going to be able to see these machines on display, um, see our racing uh, right out here in front of them. Well, you know, and I know the series, uh, you know, still, uh, you know, only a couple of years old, but uh, uh, you guys have already got some huge interest. I mean, uh, you know, you look at the roster, guys, obviously Jeremy McGrath competing, R.J. Anderson, I mean, Chad Raglan. I mean, not to mention, uh, I mean, it's just a ton of people, but I mean, you know, going to heydays, I mean, you even brought in, you know, Jason Ellis was racing, Levi Lavalli. I mean, you know, it, it's bringing in a ton of crossover athletes, you know, chomping at the bit to get into these racers. Yeah, and and they want to come and race it for the simplicity of Terracross. They fly in, they race, they fly out. Um, there isn't uh, there isn't all the auxiliary cost, and more, more importantly, the, uh, the logistics for them. We truck all the machines to the race. They we have incredible, absolute incredible um, engineers slash mechanics from Polaris that are that are on hand, you know, for the to take care of the machines so they know that they're properly set up and ready to go. And they, it takes the hassle out of racing for them. And and by bringing those big names to Terracross, that's what's getting all this attention for our uh, general consumers to go out and buy UTVs. No matter what what brand, make or model, it's good for our industry. It's good for the the sport to have these people all excited about side-by-sides and, and UTVs and getting more and more people involved. And these big names are a, are a big push for that. And, you know, there's, there's no big purses out here. They're not coming for the money, and they're sure not coming, you know, for my good looks. They're coming because they want to have fun, and they know, uh, they know that they're going to have a good time here. They, the camaraderie is great, all these guys talking and working together. A lot of these guys, RJ, Chad Raglan, um, they all jump in and help the other guys out too with the machines and make sure that you know if something does happen, they're right there to help out. So it's, it's a little different atmosphere than your standard race race circuit. Don't get me wrong; they get on the racetrack and the helmets are on. It's it's you know everybody's out for uh, for uh, you know first place. But off the racetrack, everybody's uh, working together. Everybody's helping each other and uh, having a good time. And again, being at these big other events. There's all kinds of things going on. You know, Walker Evans had a big display at at uh, Heydays, and people are over there. And uh, Fox Shocks had their big party at Heydays, and you know, a lot of the guys were able to go to that. Plus, the huge atmosphere there. There's a lot of other things to do. It's just not racing from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m.
television. As you can see, all of our shows on CBS Sports Network. Um, we have a great production company, Echo Entertainment, that produces amazing shows for us. And we have a great TV product, um, incredible uh, TV talent that put on one heck of a show and, and really make us look good. Yeah, for sure. Well, talking about uh, uh, you know, talking about Charlotte, uh, what what can we uh, expect out of this uh, event in Charlotte? Obviously, the the courses uh, you have laid out in, in San Diego and uh, um, you know, and at uh, at Heydays have been pretty off the hook. I mean, you got anything special in store for uh, the you know the fans here at Charlotte? Yeah, we're gonna we're actually gonna kind of combine a little bit of Heydays and and um, San Diego here. We're gonna of course we're gonna have the crossover jump. We're actually in the process of laying that out right now and getting that built to date. And then um, we've got some really cool. We're actually at what they call the fifth mile or the go kart track here at Charlotte, and they have this amazing red clay that you get water on it, and it gets really slippery. And very similar to what we had in San Diego, where the cement there was you couldn't get any traction. We're going to have at least one, if not two, sections of that that's going to be this real red clay that that they're able to um, get it all mixed up and, and no traction sliding all over the place. And, of course, we're going to have our big loader tires. We've got some race car uh, NASCAR tires that are going to be in the mix here, and we're going to have some of our standard big jumps. We've got a, uh, two um, asphalt sections we're going to play in here. So we're, we're kind of a little of everything at this one, and I think the drivers are going to like it. They're going to be able to stretch their legs a little bit um, at this one. We've got some a little bit longer courses, a little bit longer runs, and some wider, um, not so restricted. So hopefully that's going to increase on uh, some passing out here and really make for some entertaining uh, racing for the crowd as well as television. Yep. And speaking of television, I know uh, obviously Heydays is going to air here sometime soon, and then and following that we'll have the Charlotte rounds. Any idea on, on TV when it's dropping for the Heydays round? Yeah, you can go to TerraCrossRacing.com or TerraCross Championship on Facebook to get the exact uh, uh, times and days. I know that all that was recently posted up there and you'll be able to get that information right on, on uh, those two um, sites. And then uh, there also is a video dropping uh, tomorrow um, on Terracross Championship on Facebook as well as Instagram and the rest of social media that uh, that's about the Charlotte event, and it's a pretty amazing uh, video from No Style Productions, and, and it really, uh, really shows what Terracross is all about and some of the crazy antics from San Diego and, and heydays are in this video. It's, it's pretty good stuff. Uh, of course, ATVRiders.com, uh, UTVUnderground.com, RazorForums.com. Those guys all have uh, uh, Terracross uh, stories, videos, photos uh, up on their sites, and uh, anybody can go check those check those out at any given time. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely get that video when it drops tomorrow up on my social media and website, so the fans can check it out. And uh, anybody wanting to uh, to go to the event in Charlotte, some of our East Coast listeners, uh, uh, how do you get tickets? Is it just uh, is it anybody that goes to the auto fair can get into Terracross, or is it an additional ticket? How's that working, buddy? It's it's one ticket for everything. That, that's one of the cool things about here. Same thing with San Diego and Aiden is that there, it's not double tickets. We don't we don't charge for Terracross. It's you buy the ticket to the event, and Terracross is part of that event. So when you come to the auto fair here and you buy your ticket. 
get to that amazing event, you actually get to uh, be a part of TerraCross as well. They come right. We have uh, great grandstands right here. We got uh, unbelievable viewing all the way around the track, and um, and some uh, a big, huge jumbotron, probably 70 by 120 feet, 130 feet long jumbotron here at Charlotte that we're going to be able to air some TerraCross on for all the people down inside the track at the Auto Fair. So lots of options here. Uh, come on out and uh, and check it out if you're in the area. If not, uh, watch uh, watch for the shows to be released. I believe Heydays uh, comes on in not this Sunday, but the following Sunday is the airing of the first Heydays uh, show. All right, and uh, racing this weekend, Friday and Saturday from Charlotte. And uh, any any special guest drivers uh, we're going to see out there? I know you hinted at one to me. Um, is he confirmed? I mean, anybody we're going to see uh, special in a in a car and maybe a one off appearance? Yeah, we got uh, we got a few people that have uh, we've been talking to and uh, and putting some stuff together. I know we were trying to get you out here, which would have been really cool. But uh, I know next year we're going to get uh, get you on board uh, with the machine and, and BFD's event. But um, uh, Jason Ellis, uh, who had a rough start at at A Days, uh, lost his bags and. Uh, Really, really had a tough time on Saturday. We got him back. We got him in a ride with RJ, and then got, he got to go do some laps behind RJ, and then he just had a blast the rest of the day on Sunday. So he, he called us up, and he wanted to come back. So he'll be here at uh, at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And then uh, Jesse Johnson, uh, Jimmy Johnson's brother, is going to be here um, battling out with the boys. Um, they got a hold of uh, Randy over there at Walker Evans, and, and he heard about Terracross said, hey, what does it take? And uh, we worked out a deal with him, and he's going to be out here running, and, and he's going to be promoting um, uh, the event here in Charlotte. He's like 25 minutes from the speedway here, and he's going to have some fun time. And I think his brother, his other brother is coming out here to, to check stuff out as well. Um, and uh, they'll come out and have a good time, and, and he's talking about you know, things for the future as well. So we'll see how, uh, how that goes and comes out and has a great time. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to call in. I know you are uh, knee-deep in, uh, in getting a course built there at, at Charlotte for this event and, uh, and getting things uh, you know, all ready to roll later this week. But uh, we will definitely talk soon, my friend, and uh, you know, have a great uh, weekend of racing. Thanks, Jen. We'll look forward to talking to you after the event, and uh, we'll catch up uh, soon. Yep, sounds good, buddy. All right, thank you. All right, thanks, Joe. All right. All right, that was uh, Joe Duncan with uh, the Terracross Series. Uh, they're in action at Charlotte Motor Speedway, like I said before. If you're in the Charlotte area, get out there to the Auto Fair. It's not just Terracross racing. Auto Fair, uh, huge, uh, you know, there's swap meet, there's car shows, everything. Um, like I said, 100,000 people over four days in attendance last year at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It's in the infield at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, Terracross racing. They are, uh, you know, they're going to be doing battle right there. Uh, sounds like Jesse Johnson. He's going to be making a, a one-off. Jason Ellis is back. Uh, star-studded cast of racers for the Terracross Championship. Looking forward to that. And uh, check their website for uh, TV listings from Heydays. We had Ellis and uh, Levi Lavalli, uh, you know, battling it out. So, uh, yeah, always, uh, always fun with the Terracross Championship. Um, before, uh, before you know, I think it was before Kyle, before Joe Duncan, we were going to get to some results for Formula Drift, and uh, I think we're uh, we're going to get to those now. So uh, how about that? <laughs> uh, Formula Drift in action at Texas uh, at Texas Motor Speedway. 
and uh, it was uh, it was a battle. Uh, don't forget, I think uh, Chris Forsberg, perfect thus far uh, with podium finishes through five rounds. He's had five podiums, so looking to keep that alive as this uh, championship winds down with round six and seven. But I got to tell you, he couldn't do it. He made that final four, but uh, he couldn't couldn't make it to the final battle. Um, Frederick Osbo ended up taking home first place. Those crucial points. He's uh, nipping at the heels of uh, Chris Forsberg. Now we got Aramis Bacchus uh, in second and third place went to Forrest Wang. So uh, man, it's uh, it's a great one. Uh, Forsberg in fourth. Uh, looks like a battle before that uh, in the grade eight. Uh, Forsberg and Turk doing battle, and Forsberg knocking uh, knocking his uh, Drift Alliance buddy Ryan Turk out of it, um, and then uh, trying to catch up with uh, with Gittin, and he was knocked out by Bacchus in uh, in the final eight. So uh, definitely uh, definitely a, a few upsets. Um, man, just looking down this, I mean uh, Pollock getting knocked out in the second round, Essen knocked out in the first round. Um, man, it's uh, yeah, I mean Nishida knocked out. Dago Sato knocked out by Turk. Uh, you know, great weekend for Turk. By you know, he had some struggles this year, but uh, but yeah, it was all uh, Frederick Osbo grabbing those uh, crucial, much needed points in this championship if he's going to make it a battle against Forsberg. So uh, Chris Forsberg now your points leader, still your points leader, 493 points. Osbo making a big jump, 467 points right there, uh, nipping at Forsberg's heel, heels. We got Von Gittin in that third spot. Um, quite a ways back, uh, well over 100 points back to Osbo. And we've got Bacchus, uh, you know, trying to make a play at, uh, at Vaughn's third, uh, third spot there with 328 points. So at this point, man, it's down to uh, Osbo and Forsberg. Who's it going to be? Irwindale, a couple of weeks. They're going to finish things off October 10th through the 11th at Irwindale Speedway. Moving up to uh, Pro 2, not moving up, but moving back, got to tell you one of my favorite things about formula drift is creation of pro two so you get these amazing drift guys that maybe don't have the budget or, or aren't ready to make the step to pro they can uh, they can do battle and um and, and it has allowed guys like nate hamilton who finished second by the way um you know to to be competitive get out there get uh you know get publicity get on the live stream you know he struggled uh making the top uh 32 in uh you know in the uh, you know, in the open class uh, uh, and or the pro class, and and you know he's always struggled, but now with this pro too, you know he's sitting here and he's taking podium after podium and and getting that experience, and uh, you know so he can make a move to to say uh, you know the pro class. So uh, your results for pro two was uh, Brandon Wicknick uh, taking home the win, Nate Hamilton the Hoonigan in second, and then third place went to uh, James Evans, and then uh, Stoneback uh, Stoneback finishing up in fourth position so a big shout out to uh brandon wicknick and nate hamilton and james evans for uh the podium finishes there in pro two at texas and uh looking to see uh you know i definitely think nate hamilton maybe he's uh it's time for him to make that move back up to the pro class and uh compete full uh full time there but uh we'll see what happens this off season maybe you can get some funding and and make that happen but uh he's been very successful in pro two thus far and uh you know the season and i think uh definitely may be time for him to uh to make that move once again and uh yeah great uh, great weekend of racing like i said irwindale speedway october 10th and 11th same weekend as the blue water desert challenge uh i gotta tell you you know got pulls at my heartstrings you don't want to be at irwindale but i can't do it because i'm gonna be in a trophy truck and as you know uh you know steering wheel uh trump spectating or microphone work any day of the week 
So uh, looking forward to that and seeing how things shake, shape up at Irwindale Speedway, October 10th and 11th. Uh, tickets available right now, FormulaD.com. So if you're in the SoCal area and you're not coming out to Blue Water Desert Challenge, no excuse not to be at an event. Make your way to Irwindale. It's the House of Drift. It's named the House of Drift. I mean, what more do you need? And we've got this championship battle happening. Uh, you know, Chris Forsberg right up there, Oslo at his heels. Can Vaughn hang on to third? You need to be there, Formula Drift. Irwindale, October 10th and 11th. So uh, we are going to take a short break right now. When we come back, it's going to be all Seth Inslow. That's right, the OG Metal Militia guy. Um, you know, gosh, I mean, he, he coined the term free ride. One of the first guys to ever be paid to do free riding. Um, Seth Inslow, it's going to be a great interview right after these commercial spot so uh, stay tuned to the down and dirty radio show fueled by speed energy drink lit up by rigid industries schooled by dirtfish rally school Looking for a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty and tired of haggling with dealers on the price? Parker Motor Company has the solution for you. Now until September 30th, our price is your price. That's right. Every Ford F-Series in stock is now priced at invoice, and you'll even get to keep all the rebates and incentives. No more negotiations. Just pick out your truck and drive away. Only at Parker Motor Company, your award-winning hometown Ford and Lincoln dealer in Parker, Arizona. Come to the island and rip it up this summer. Wakeboard Island. It's a skate park on water at Blue Water Resort and Casino. Check out the two-tower cable system that pulls you and your board over the water. No boats to watch out for. No fumes. Wakeboard Island is open to all skill levels with an open center section for beginners. And for trick riders, a double side kicker in a 60-foot flat box. Wakeboard Island. The best ride this side of the Rockies. Adjacent to the River's Edge Cantina at Blue Water Resort and Casino. On the Colorado River in Parker, Arizona. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The number one off-road and action motorsports radio show on the planet now has its own app. The Down and Dirty Radio Show official app is now available in the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, and Amazon Kindle Store. Just search Down and Dirty Radio Show, and you'll have all the latest news, results, and blockbuster interviews from off-road, rally, drifting, supercross, and snowcross at your fingertips. Hours of interviews from the best drivers and athletes on earth, such as Travis Pastrana, Ken Block, Tanner Faust, Brian Deegan, Robbie Gordon, and Jolene Van Butte are yours at the touch of a button. Download today and never miss an interview again. Rigid Industries is the original and number one LED light bar manufacturer in the world. Torture tested by some of the best drivers in motorsports. Rigid LED lighting products use cutting-edge technology and can stand up to the harshest conditions Mother Nature can dish out. Designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States. 
Rigid LED lighting is the only choice for your off-road vehicle or boat. Find out more information on the entire line of Rigid Industries LED lighting products at www.rigidindustries.com. Very few companies can call themselves an industry leader. Racetech Seats is one of the few. It doesn't matter if you race off-road, rally, touring cars, sprint cars, drag racing, or boats. Chances are, Racetech Seats have a seat that will keep you safe, secure, and comfortable, allowing you to concentrate on winning. Racetech Seats meet and exceed the FIA crash test standard, are Hans compatible, flame resistant, and offer full containment meaning you can race knowing you are protected by the best. More information can be found at www.racetech-usa.com. That's www.racetech-usa.com. Racetech Seats. See our is keeping you safe. Dirtfish Rally School is the premier rally driving school on the West Coast, located in Snoqualmie, Washington. If you are looking for a ton of fun with world-class driving instructors honing your skills, Dirtfish is the place for you. Dirtfish has 315 acres of playground with mixed surfaces for your driving experience. You can spend anywhere from two hours to three intense days of instruction refining your driving and racing skills. Whether you are looking for credits towards your Rally America license, honing your racing skills, or just having a fun time, Dirtfish is your school. Your classroom is behind wheel of a 300-horsepower, rally-prepped Subaru STI. These cars have protective cages, suspension modifications, and are built in one purpose, to push you to your limit. By the end of your time at Dirtfish, you will have the confidence to rally with the best. Whether you're looking for a thrilling first-time rally experience or to increase your knowledge and time in the driver's seat, Dirtfish has a driving experience to suit your needs. For any information on their classes, Events or their facility, check them out on the web at www.dirtfish.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dirtfish Rally. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, fueled by Speed Energy Drink, lit up by Rigid Industries, and schooled by Dirt Fish Rally School. I'm your host, Jim Beaver. Just got done with Joe Duncan with the Terracross Racing Series, announcing that uh, none other than Jason Ellis and Jesse Johnson will be in action there in Charlotte this weekend at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, tying in with the, the Charlotte Auto Fair. Uh, that is some big news. Before that, we had Kyle LaDuke on air talking about his big Crandon win and uh, world championship ring and uh, his current uh, points lead in Lucas Oil. And, uh, man, great first hour of the show leading us into hour number two, and we're going to get to Seth Inslow in just a minute. But I've got to tell you, uh, you know, I tend to uh, check Instagram, Twitter, and, and my email during uh, during the breaks of the show, you know, to kind of keep keep up to date on uh, on some of uh you know the current events and, and stuff and i get emailed stuff as we're on air you know to put on air and things so flip over to instagram real quick and uh you know good friend uh down and dirty radio show family uh jolene van butte she posts up this picture uh you know, those of you that follow pastrana nitro circus jolene street by tommy uh you know the usual nitro suspects um 
you'll know they're in the middle of fi- filming this action figures, the movie. You know, I think uh, they did this uh, triple backflip on a mountain bike uh, not too long ago. So they're building this roll-in, and uh, I guess it's for BMX. Um, but it's just, uh, I'm looking at this going, it's insane. Uh, I mean, you look at these ones they use for X Games for, uh, um, you know, for, for Big Air, and this trumps that. It's just, uh, I have no idea what this thing's going to look like when they're done, but uh, you, need to, uh, you need to skip over to uh, Jolene Van Butte's Instagram, or I'm sure it's on her Twitter and Facebook by now. So check this out, but it's just absolutely insane. So I'm definitely a fan of Nitro Circus, and I'm looking forward to this action figures, the movie. Anything Travis Pastrana stamps his name, I know it's going to be wild, and uh, his name is stamped all over this action figures movie. So uh, definitely something you want to keep uh, keep your sights on for when this thing drops because uh, it's going to be off the hook, guaranteed. But right now, I know you guys have been holding out for uh, OG Metal Malicious member Seth Enzo. I know we were supposed to have him on air a couple of weeks ago, and, and he was actually welding on a Harley and uh, missed the call-in. So uh, right now, uh, he called me and apologized. We recorded an interview that day, and uh, we're airing it now for you guys. And uh, this is definitely one that I'm excited for. And hopefully, hopefully, you guys enjoy this. All right, we're here with Seth Inslow. How's everything going, Seth? Yeah, pretty good, man. Just enjoying the summer. Yeah, well, let's uh, talk about this past weekend because I know uh, you know you uh, went out. Uh, you got a uh, Ranger pre-runner. You went out and uh, had a little fun at Glen Helen. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, Dana Nicholson, he's been building a trophy truck the last few years, and he's finally got it all finished up, and uh, he was going out there to Glen Helen, and he invited me to go out and race with him a couple weeks ago. I've never raced my truck before, so it was kind of a last-minute panic to get the thing ready to go. And it, uh, Yeah, the motor wasn't running too good last time I took it out, so I bought it to get the motor fixed, and I don't know, it didn't really fix it. got out there, and they kept selling plugs and running on not all the cylinders and it just uh, didn't have the power to get out of its own way but suspension worked all right it was all right but just didn't want to climb the hills and just just need to get some more power out of that thing so i'm looking at getting some a cam and, and the head work done and the new top end and just uh, trying to get some more power out of that 302 i put in it yeah well you know talking about dane i know uh he spent some time in a in a trophy truck in, in the past i mean uh any chance he's gonna let you wheel that thing um Possibly, possibly, yeah. He uh, he let this this one kid that his his family helped him build it. They they uh, do fuel wheels, fuel off road wheels, and um, yeah, he let him take it for his drive um, on Sunday. Dana won his race on Saturday. He said, and on Sunday he let he let uh, his buddies take it for a spin. But no, I just uh, I like to get my Ranger running good so I can mob that thing. Yeah, it just it sits around my house so much for months at a time that just gets old gas and the injectors are probably clogged. It just just needs to be ran more often and just gone through and, and gets more power out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, and, and you know, aside from uh, you know going out and, and playing with your Ranger at uh, Glen Helen this weekend, I mean, you know, most people know you from uh, you know Krusty Demons, uh, Metal Militia, you know, a lot of your jumps. I mean, what have you been up to lately? Uh, I still spend a lot of time in Australia. I go there every few months. And uh, nowadays, there's no more Krusty shows. We used to do live Krusty Demon shows over there for years, every year. But, uh, yeah, that's all done now. They do Nitro Circus over there, so there's no more Krusty shows. But I still have a big fan base in Australia, so I keep going back there and do ride days, give people a chance to come and ride on the track with me and Bubba. 
And then uh, we do like a little spoken word tour where we kind of just tell stories about the years of filming the Krusty movies and talk about some of the big crashes and big jumps and just kind of go behind the scenes and play a bit of music for the people, a couple songs I wrote, my acoustic guitar. And then, uh, yeah, I do a bit of tattooing for some fans and, yeah, just kind of get around and, and I give back to the, the fans that have supported us so big the last, you know, 15 years. Well, and I know, you know, you mentioned the Nitro Circus, but I know, you know, you guys were, were there with the Krusty shows, uh, you know, a long time before that. And it, it just seems like, you know, Australia, they, they just take to, to what you guys are doing. Uh, so, you know, I don't want to say so much more than the United States, but, I mean, they you got a passionate following down there. Yeah, per capita, I mean, pretty much everybody has heard of Krusty Demons in Australia. You know, it's a, it's a pretty big landmass down there, but they've only got the population that Southern California has. So there's only about 24.5 million people there. But um, per capita, I'd say at least 90% of the people have heard of Krusty or been to a Krusty show. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, you know, aside from that, I mean, you know, you're on your bike still uh, quite a bit day in, day out. I know you said you do some ride days down there. Uh, you still riding quite a bit? Yeah, I haven't ridden much this summer. I rode back in uh, back in May um, until the 15th of May. I was went back to Australia till the end of June. So since I got back in June, I haven't ridden. It's just been too hot. Just been enjoying summer. But heading back over there, 1st of October, do a few ride days with Bubba. And then we're going to New Zealand this trip and spend a couple weeks in New Zealand to do some riding there. And, um, and yeah, then when I get back, we'll be riding the season here. So get back on the dirt bikes and uh, do some laps at Milestone and Star West and uh, hit the hills when it rains and, yeah, try to get back on the bike a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, free ride in, in general and, and how it's progressed and, and FMX. Because I know, you know, back in the 90s, I mean, you were one of the first guys to, to you know, make a living at, uh, you know, at basically riding a motorcycle without racing. And, uh, you know, you're kind of the originator of the whole free ride movement, you and a, a few others. I mean, you know, how, you know, you know, how were things back then and, and compare it to, to nowadays and how far the progression's gone? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, the progression is just leaps and bounds. It's, you know, back in Cuffy 1, if uh, somebody would have said, yeah, give it give it 15, 20 years, and people would be doing double backflips on their dirt bikes, we wouldn't have believed them, you know? So it's just amazing to see how far the bar has gotten raised and, and some of the tricks these kids are pulling now and just the, the progression of the sport for sure. But back then it was just about having fun and and uh, chasing a dream, you know, just being able to, to travel the world and, and get paid to do what we love to do and, and not have to do construction every day. So it was, a, it was a bit different then, and there wasn't so many sponsors in the sport back then, but now with all the energy drink companies and, and uh, the bigger sponsors popping up, the boys are getting paid well these days. It's good to see. Yeah, well, and I know you, uh, you know, you've been, you know, you know, very fortunate. It seems like you've retained a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of your sponsors over the years. I mean, Metal Militia, Black Flies, and, and others. You know, it sounds like, uh, you know, they, they continue to support you and, and, you know, everything you do. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've always been uh, been loyal and faithful to my sponsors, and, and uh, they've given that respect back to me. So, yeah, everybody still helps me out um, with product at least. Not so much, not too much cash anymore, but the product is always there and their support. So it's uh, it's good. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, in, in talking about, uh, you know, back in, uh, you know, back in the 90s, I know, uh, you know, me personally, I, you know, I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and it's, you know, kind of kind of cool to have you on my radio show now. But, uh, you know, I know back then, you know, now it's YouTube and, you know, instantaneously, you know, with Facebook and Instagram and all this social media, you know, you, you're out riding and you post a clip. I know back then it was a little different because, you know, we, we'd hear about the new Krusty's coming out, and it was like, oh, what the hell's going to happen? And, you know, you know that's going to drop, so you're at the local, you know, motorcycle shop and, and got to get a day one you know and it, it's just crazy how how things have changed you know and, and you guys must have been sitting on so much awesome footage back then and and basically had to kind of gag order it you know before uh you know before it launched and whereas now it's all instantaneous yeah it is it is a lot different that way i mean video the video age and, and era is kind of done with you know it's uh it's, it's hard to sell videos anymore back then we were selling over a hundred thousand copies of videos and, and everybody was buying them but i think that the attention span of kids these days is a lot shorter because of youtube they can just see the highlight quick clips of things without having to sit through a whole half hour video so it's i don't know it's just everything's just quick and instantaneous so it's it's hard for for video sales to, to do well and I think it's kind of, you know, the internet, as much as good as it's done, it's it's kind of done bad, too. It's, it's kind of hurt the musical industry, and uh, it's also hurt the, the video industry for us. But that's, that's what it is. And, uh, and yeah, now it's Instagram and Facebook and all the other social media and, and uh, whatever. Just got to keep moving on. Yeah. Well, you know, and let's talk a little bit about uh, jumps because it seems like, you know, that's kind of how you made a name for yourself was with some of these distance jumps. And, I, you know, I still go back and, and look at some of the footage of some of them, and it, it's just mind-blowing. Now, I mean, you know, how did that come about and, and you pushing yourself to, you know, and going farther and farther? And, you know, you kind of got a knack for, for these distance jumps. How did that all come about? Uh, well, since I was a little kid, I always just like to, to go jump bigger. Uh, me and my brother used to have jump-offs with our BMX bikes. See how many neighbor kids we could we could jump with our little plywood and cinder block ramps out in the front yard. And then, uh, yeah, when I started filming for Krusty, we'd go home after a big day of filming and watch the footage, and the jumps that we thought were big out in the field looked small on video. So I'm thinking, okay, we got to go extra big for these jumps to even look halfway big on video. So... I just was always on the lookout for bigger jumps. Fourth and fifth gear was all I was about. And then, uh, you know, Robbie Knievel wasn't really wasn't really holding the torch that his dad lit. It didn't seem like so. I kind of wanted to. And there was no nobody else doing long distance jumping, so I kind of wanted to, to chase that long distance record, the world Guinness World Record, and uh, and just kind of go for distance jumping instead of instead of doing all the tricks and competing in the freestyle with all the other kids. Well, and, you know, and, and now, you know, it's it's been pushed pretty insane. I know, uh, you know, Levi and, and Robbie uh, there in San Diego, you know, jumping uh, jumping part of the bay. Um, you know, I, what, what is your yeah. feeling on it now? Is there anything you still, you know, would like to chase or are you just totally over it? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, where it's at now. It's just a matter of having a faster bike because, you know, <laughs> it's just all about speed, how far you're going to go. And uh, I jumped a, a stock. CRF 450 in Australia back in 2008 and just had it geared real tall, added a couple of teeth to the front stock and took a few off the rear and um, just had it going about 95 miles an hour just to get over 300 feet. So that was my goal, just to kind of get over that 300 foot mark, just to, you know, I want to jump a football field. So I accomplished that. And that's when I jumped on the Harley and, and went through the Harley Davidson distance record. And I still hold that at 183 feet. 
on a Harley Davidson. But no, as far as dirt bikes go, I'm, I'm happy with 300. I don't, I don't see me going any farther. I mean, even if, if there's just no money in it, you know, like to me, that'd be, that'd be half a million dollar jump or at least a quarter million dollar jump to, to go over 400 feet, but nobody's going to pay that. So it's not going to happen. I'm not going to do it for any less. Yeah. Well, and how, how did the Harley thing come about? I mean, was that a nod to, to evil can evil? I mean, you know, I, I saw pictures of, you know, I've seen the jump and I've seen pictures of that bike and I mean, you know, it was modified, but that's still a far cry from, from being a dirt bike. Yeah. And no, I was pretty much a stock, uh, uh, what do you call it? A 1200. It's a, it's a Sportster 1200, XR1200, but um, we did take some white power suspension off of KTM and put it on there, and we lengthened the swing arm a little bit just to kind of balance the weight and give us some more weight in the rear so it didn't want to end up. But um, besides that, it was pretty much stock 1200, so it weighed about three times the weight of a dirt bike. It was about 650 pounds, I think, and it came down like a ton of bricks. I mean, the suspension worked all right in the front, but in the back, because the shocks are mounted back by the axle, all you got is the shaft length. And the shaft length on the dirt bike suspension rear shocks is only a few inches, you know. So once that bottomed out, the whole back end was bouncing off the ground and just just landing so hard. But, yeah, basically I did that because Evil Knievel passed away, and uh, his son never jumped a Harley. He always jumped a CR500, so I thought it would be cool to, to jump on a Harley and, and see if I could beat Evil's record and, and, uh, and hold the record in something because I didn't hold it in dirt bikes, so... Got it gnarly, so I've always loved, loved Harley Davidsons. I got a few Harleys in my garage and like building them and working on them and riding them. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I got to ask you still have that bike that you set the record on? Because it looks like something that would just be fun to, you know, not jump, but just to play around on. Well, I did the record in Australia, so it wasn't my bike. It was Gavin Walker, who owns Quick Fix Harley Davidson in Mildura, Australia. He's the one that, that bought the bike, and he owns a Kate's bike. KTM dealership there also at the Harley Davidson KTM dealership. So he had the KTM suspension and and uh, he had his his guys lengthen the swing arm and he did most of the work. So it's his bike really. It's not really my bike. I just borrowed it. And uh, Harley Davidson Australia was the one that supported me with, along with Gavin Walker to get that done. Yeah. See, any anything uh, nowadays like you know like step up. I know that's uh, really one of you know as far as X Games goes one of their highest viewed uh, events and, and you know ronnie renner's been been killing it but something like that i mean it seems like it'd be pretty pretty up your alley anything like that interests you to to come out and, and do um i don't know I've, I've, I've thought about it a little bit but never really uh never really got too pumped on, on x games wasn't really into that but no i'm just kind of kind of retired from from jumping i'm not really making any money at it anymore and yeah, I'm going to be 40 next year and broke enough bones and got a 13-year-old daughter, so tired of being hurt and injured, so I'm not really trying to, to go risk it anymore too much. I still go out and play around and ride for fun, but nah, just kind of just kind of doing construction and building things and uh, and still getting to Australia to do some tattooing and, and whatnot, but no, nah, I, don't, I don't see me going for X Games anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. You do any uh, tattooing here stateside? Yeah, yeah, I got a little tattoo studio built at my house, so I just do some uh, appointment-only type thing for friends or people hit me up on Facebook or whatever. Awesome. Well, and, you know, and talking about, uh, you know, talking about some of the jumps and, and crashes and stuff, I mean, you know, I've, I've seen, uh, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, pictures of you, and I know at one point I think you said they basically took the skin off your face, and, you know, anything sticks out in your mind, just, you know, one of your gnarliest uh, crashes? 
Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, it's crashed back in December of '99 when I was going for the distance record. Back when it was only 250 feet, um, I overjumped the landing. We built a takeoff ramp that was so big, we just didn't realize how big of a landing we needed for that big of a takeoff. It just was would have taken so much dirt that we didn't really have. So the landing was too small, but I went for it anyway and uh, overshot the landing, landed on the flats, and the bottom triple clamp broke and allowed the front end to rake out a little bit, which allowed the bottom of the frame under the motor to dig into the ground and throw me forward in the 8-millimeter bolt, holding the front brake lever on up into my goggle and, and just took out the bone in my frontal sinus canal behind my eyebrow. So I had a big dent in my head, and when I breathed, it, it kind of puffed in and out. So, yeah, they had to cut me ear to ear, pull my face off, and, and take the crushed bone out and build it up with titanium, some mesh and some screws and plates in there to get rid of that dent and make me look like a, like a, you know, a normal person again. <laughs> but that was a close call. You know, I could have lost an eye if it was an inch back, and I could have, uh, you know, if it went any deeper, I could have had brain damage. So that was definitely a close call, but actually didn't set me back too long. I was back on the bike exactly a month later. I jumped 175 feet at the Houston Astrodome at a monster truck show um, January 22nd, and I had a crash was December 22nd. So it was exactly a month back on the bike after broken collarbone and the, the surgery on my head. So that was, a, that was a close call, but I was back on the bike quick. The one that kept me off the bike the longest was filming for my second video back in 2002. Um, I, I built set a ramp up down in Lake Elsinore at my friend Manny's house and uh, just kept pushing the ramp back, getting greedy for distance and came up a little short and my wheels exploded and set me over the bars and uh, broke my femur. And yeah, the femur is a big bone, man. It took a long time to heal. I, I think I was off the bike for almost six months. Yeah, femurs. Uh, I've got a friend that's broke his, and yeah, that one definitely will sit you sit you on the sidelines for a while. And got got to ask you. I know uh, you know a lot of you guys that uh, you know really push the the free ride movement and and freestyle motocross. You know, in the beginning, I know you know a lot of you guys are you know you guys ever get together and and you know and you know go and ride or, or you know talk about old times and and, and stuff like that. I got to say, you guys probably you know have a, you know good time over beers and lots of fun stories, huh? Yeah, for sure, and I think it's only going to get better. You know, the older we get, and the more people that start start retiring and, and not doing it so much. You know how it is with the old timers. It's just about stories about what we did when we were kids. <laughs> so uh, that 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 gets more and more as we get older. But no, it's, uh, I still catch up with the boys. I live down by the beach in Costa Mesa. They all live out in Temecula, so I don't get out there too much unless I'm going to ride. But um, yeah, I usually get out there in the winter time a couple times, and any meta militia photo shoot. So I'll catch up with the boys, Deegan and Fife, and then and Jimmy Fitzpatrick and all the meta militia crew. Yeah, well, and I know Deegan. Uh, you know, he's, he's doing more and more stuff with a cage, some rally cars, and, and off-road trucks, and you know, doing some short course racing. Uh, any, anything like that ever ever interest you? Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, I grew up in, in Pennsylvania State. Well. New York State, and then I moved to Pennsylvania for high school. And the uh, the pro rally tour used to come through Wellsboro, Pennsylvania, where I graduated. So as a kid, I always thought it'd be rad to race rally someday. And I uh, never got a chance to drive a rally car, but I'd really like to, to give it a shot. And uh, I think they have some kind of training place up in Utah, Ken Block and those guys designed and lined up. So it'd be good to get in the car. Um, sometime and yeah i'd love to race the trucks too but it's just so expensive i just you know i can't afford my own vehicle and kind of gotta get a chance to to show show them what i got to even interest sponsors and getting behind me so just kind of yeah it'd be nice to get that going one of these days so if i can get the ranger going and 
put some good laps in on that. Maybe somebody will will take a look and, and offer me a, a, a race in, in a truck. I see Feist and Twitch are starting to race trucks again, so we'll see. Sport's getting bigger, so uh, it'd be nice to, to jump in the seat and do some racing in four wheels. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely seems like it's you know getting bigger, and, and like you said, you know Ronnie and Twitch and, and Deegan, and I know McGrath's coming over. So a lot of guys from Two Wheels, uh, you know, definitely uh, you know starting to get into short course. So I think uh, definitely a door would be open for you if you decided to you know wanted to walk through it. Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be great to get in there. Yeah, I see uh, Ricky Johnson does it as well, and, and Deegan's killing it. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to give it a shot and, and see what I got. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, other than that, uh, you know, appreciate you uh, taking the time to, to do an interview and, and hope all is well with you. And, uh, you know, what's a typical day like for uh, for Seth Enslow nowadays? Uh, I'm just working on my house and, and uh, getting ready to build another garage. I bought a couple of 1950 Ford shoebox on and, and just pull the bodies off and do just the ground-up restoration on them. So I need another garage, and I'm going to poured a concrete driveway all the way down the side of my house. So I built a garage in the backyard. There was a shed in the way so uh, that I built. So I disconnected the shed from the other structure I built it off and um, kind of went back to Egyptian days and got some three-inch pipes and a winch bolted to a concrete slab by my horseshoe pit and winched the shed from one end of my property over to the other end of my property. Um, so that was pretty cool just moving that shed over there, but I've been busy doing that. And I had to cut all the palm trees. I bought a chainsaw and cut all the palm trees in my backyard to do the, the shed move. So, yeah, just staying busy. I'm always working on something. I got three Harleys on the road, and I'm building a shovel head in a rigid frame with a Springer front end at the moment. So there's always something. I still have four dirt bikes. So if I take those out, those, those need work done, wash. So, you know, trucks, cars, toys, there's always something to fix, something to work on, something to make better. Well, and I know you said you, you you've got a 13 year old daughter. Uh, she you know she interested in riding at all. I know uh, you know shoot a lot of girls getting into you know not only racing but but riding dirt bikes nowadays. Uh, you know any interest on her part? Yeah, she rips. She she knows how to ride bikes with clutch, and uh, she snowboards with me. And and I took her out to Akatia these last last two years on uh, Halloween, and she was driving my buddy's razor, and she's just fearless. She hauls ass. So I definitely you know as I try to get into truck racing a bit more and get the ranger dialed in i'd like to bring her along and get her involved i think she'd really do well she loves it yeah definitely gotta gotta you know be you know get your stoke on to, to have your daughter be able to do that stuff with you yeah for sure like you know the, the kids grow up so fast and it's just amazing that you know she's just my little baby girl it seems like you know a minute ago and now she's she just started her first day of ninth grade in high school and she'll be 14 in a couple of weeks on the 13th of this month so yeah it's just uh time flies so now that she's a little older she can start you know doing more things with me i've been taking her snowboarding and, and riding her bikes since she was young but you know if she's interested which i think she is it'd be good to bring her along to the, the track and get her get her on four wheels yeah for sure well, you know, I definitely know, uh, you know, with Deegan's daughter, she she's killing it. So uh, definitely, definitely think yeah. it's cool to, cool to get her in a trophy card or something and, and let her rip. Yeah, for sure. I need to need to bring her out to Deegan's more often. She knows Haley; they grew up together, and uh, and just get her dicing with Haley and, and uh, see what's up with Deeg. See if you can share a little love for the the SE clan. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to to call in, and uh, you know, and we'll definitely uh, definitely stay in touch and. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get you back on uh, sometime uh, later this year. Sounds good, Jim. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot, Seth. Take it easy, buddy. All right. Yeah.
All right, talk about a, a great, uh, great interview with one of the guys. I mean, I've got a ton of respect for. I mean, what he's done on a on a motorcycle. I mean, you know, he was concentrating more on the long distance jumps and just heinous stuff when uh, you know when a lot of the freestyle motocross was taking off and the guys were you know concentrating on tricks and you know talking with him. He's just like tricks weren't my deal. It was it was more of the jumps and. You know, he's had some of the longest jumps on a dirt bike. I mean, and uh, you know, when he was doing these distance jumps, I mean, you look at the stuff like Robbie Madison did at, and Levi Lavalli, no, taking nothing away from what they did, you know, when they jumped the bay and stuff. But, I mean, you know, some of the stuff that Seth had to work with uh, back in the day when he was jumping 300 feet are, are nothing compared to what these guys have now. I mean, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, the takeoffs and landings a lot rougher, I mean, uh, definitely uh, uh, mad respect for what he was able to do and, and what he was able to survive. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, he, he literally should have, should have been dead. Um, so <laughs> great catching up with him. Stoked to see that he's, uh, you know, trying to get involved in, in off-road. Obviously, his daughter, he wants to get her in a trophy cart. Um, you know, I, I definitely think, uh, you know, <laughs> we're going to see him uh, more often than not or sooner rather than later, you know, in off-road. I think it'd be, think it'd be cool. I mean, you know, his name alone, you say Seth Enslow, and, and people, you know, instant amount of respect for the guy. So uh, very, very cool to have him uh, on air. We're going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to have uh, part two of that interview with uh, El Martillo Racing. We're going to have uh, Nicholas Ambris and Luis uh, Ramirez uh, on air talking uh, Dakar Rally. So you Dakar fans, you want to hang tight because uh, we are going to be talking Dakar in uh, the last segment of our show. So stay tuned to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, fueled by Speed Energy Drink, lit up by Rigid Industries, and schooled by Dirtfish Rally School. Looking for a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty and tired of haggling with dealers on the price? Parker Motor Company has the solution for you. Now until September 30th, our price is your price. That's right. Every Ford F-Series in stock is now priced at invoice, and you'll even get to keep all the rebates and incentives. No more negotiations. Just pick out your truck and drive away. Only at Parker Motor Company, your award-winning hometown Ford and Lincoln dealer in Parker, Arizona. Looking to have some screen printing, embroidery, or design work done? Intense Tees has you covered. Intense Tees provides the highest quality and detail for custom screen printing and embroidery services for corporations, schools, race teams, and all organizations alike. Complete line creation including designing of an entire corporate identity, product line creation, support promotions, product packaging, exciting banners, polos, tees, sweatshirts, caps, and vinyl decals. Intense Tees is the official apparel provider for the Down and Dirty Off-Road Show. Find out more on the web at www.intensetees.com. That's www.n-t-e-n-s-e-t-e-e-s.com. The number one off-road and action motorsports radio show on the planet now has its own app. The Down and Dirty Radio Show official app is now available in the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, and Amazon Kindle Store. Just search Down and Dirty Radio Show, and you'll have all the latest news, results, and blockbuster interviews from off-road, rally, drifting, supercross, and snowcross at your fingertips. 
hours of interviews from the best drivers and athletes on earth, such as Travis Pastrana, Ken Block, Tanner Faust, Ryan Deegan, Robbie Gordon, and Jolene Van Butte are yours at the touch of a button. Download today and never miss an interview again. Rigid Industries is the original and number one LED light bar manufacturer in the world. Torture tested by some of the best drivers in motorsports. Rigid LED lighting products use cutting edge technology and can stand up to the harshest conditions Mother Nature can dish out. Designed, engineered, and assembled in the United States, Rigid LED lighting is the only choice for your off-road vehicle or boat. For information on the entire line of Rigid Industries LED lighting products at www.rigidindustries.com. Dirtfish Rally School is the premier rally driving school on the West Coast, located in Snoqualmie, Washington. If you are looking for a ton of fun with world-class driving instructors honing your skills, Dirtfish is the place for you. Dirtfish has 315 acres of playground with mixed surfaces for your driving experience. You can spend anywhere from two hours to three intense days of instruction refining your driving and racing skills. Whether you are looking for credits towards your Rally America license, honing your racing skills, or just having a fun time, Dirtfish is your school. Your classroom is behind wheel of a 300 horsepower Rally Prepped Subaru STI. These cars have protective cages, suspension modifications, and are built for one purpose, to push you to your limit. By the end of your time at Dirtfish, you will have the confidence to rally with the best. Whether you're looking for a thrilling first-time rally experience or to increase your knowledge and time in the driver's seat, Dirtfish has a driving experience to suit your needs. Needs for any information on their classes, corporate events, or their facility, check them out on the web at www.dirtfish.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dirtfish Rally. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, fueled by Speed Energy Drink, lit up by Rigid Industries, and schooled by Dirtfish Rally School. And I'm your host, Jim Beaver. We've got done with uh, Kyle Duke, Joe Duncan, Seth Enslow, and that leads us right into a Dirtfish Rally Report for this week, brought to you by our good friends at Dirtfish Rally School. Find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com. And don't forget to get those tickets to the Global Rallycross Round at Dirtfish Rally School, available at RedBullGlobalRallyCross.com. They will sell out, and uh, they always do for this round. Second time they've ever had this round, and the uh, first time it was a sellout. People wanting in at the gate. Get your tickets right now. Don't delay. Uh, they also announced camping, camping spots, as we uh, talked about last week. Uh, you can get those camping spots at the same website, RedBullGlobalRallyCross.com. So your Dirtfish Rally Report for this week. Uh, is uh, man, we had some rally action this weekend. Uh, first off, we kicking things off. We had World Rally Championship from Australia. Man, you gotta love the round down there in Australia. Those Australian fans are crazy about rally. And uh, once again, it was all Sebastian Ogier, um taking home the first place win. 
Uh, more often than not this year, uh, Yari Mati Latvala in second. We had Andreas Mikkelsen in third. Uh, Meek fourth. Hervin in fifth. Patton in sixth. Newville seventh. Evans eighth. Kubica ninth. And Chris Atkinson uh, kind of sneaking in there into the top ten. Don't see Atkinson a lot in uh, WRC. Would love to see him more, but uh, stoked to see him uh, making his way into the top ten. So right now your championship points. If you didn't know, you should by now. Sebastian Ogier, he's got it locked up there in the first spot. 214 points. We've got Yamani Lavala in second, 164, followed up by Andreas Mickelson with 125 in third. Hervin in fourth, Newville fifth. And uh, right now we've got uh, three rounds to go in WRC. We've got France, Spain, and Rally GB. That's right, Rally Britain in Wales. Um, that all coming up uh, later on this year. Um, other rally organizations in in uh, you know in action this weekend. Our friends at uh, the Bilstein Southwest Rally Cup, um, their Arizona Extreme Rally was happening in uh, Kingman, Arizona, and it uh, looks like uh, Will Hudson and our good friend uh, Alex Gelsimino, uh taking home that first place overall spot in a Ford Fiesta R2 two-wheel drive car. So uh, congrats goes out to Will Hudson and our good friend Alex Gelsimino. Um, second place uh, went to Ray Piloto and Cameron Steely. Cameron doing double duty. It looks like is both a navigator and a driver. Normally in the driver's seat. Uh, looks like third place went to John Black, Laurie Stone, and then Cameron Steely and Preston Osborne finishing up in fourth. So uh, interesting to see Cameron Steely on both sides of the car in uh, in this event. But that's your top four overall. Congrats goes out to Will Hudson and Alex Gelsimino on. Uh, on taking home that win in uh, the Bilstein Southwest Rally Cup. And as always, I'm pretty sure we're going to have uh, Will Hudson on air at some point to go along with uh, Chris Tassara, who uh, took the win at Mendocino, as we always have that great relationship with those people at the Bilstein Southwest Rally Cup. Also, Global Rallycross announcing their track in L.A. for this weekend, September 19th through the 21st. The doubleheader, the track, is available at RedBullGlobalRallycross.com for you to check out. And uh, i got to tell you, it's pretty interesting. Got a really tight corner number five, almost uh, an over-90 corner. Um, really, really tight. Guys are going to have to get on the binders hard. And uh, they've got the longest joker of the year. This may be the longest joker in season history or in series history happening there at L.A. at the Port of Long Beach. i got to tell you, uh, great venue. Uh, you know, ocean is the backdrop. Lots of elevation changes. You can find out that full map and more information, RedBullGlobalRallyCross.com. And uh, that would be your Dirtfish Rally Report for this week, brought to you by our good friends at Dirtfish Rally School. Find out more information on the web, www.dirtfish.com. Give them a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Lots of good stuff popping up. And uh, as always, doing that Win It Wednesdays contest where they give away free stuff to uh, all their loyal followers. And don't forget that round, Red Bull Global Rallycross in action in Seattle at Dirtfish Rally School, technically Snoqualmie, Washington, here in uh, two weeks. Get your tickets now, RedBullGlobalRallyCross.com. I don't know how many times I have to say it, but if you're going to go, get them now because they will turn you away at the gate when they're sold out. So uh, you've had your warning. Go over there now and get them before you forget. So uh, that was your Dirtfish Rally Report for this week. And uh, up next, man, we've uh, we've been uh, – been talking about the El Martillo Dakar team. We had uh, team owner uh, Matt Campbell on air a couple of weeks ago, uh, obviously doing our Dirtfish Rally edition of the Down and Dirty Show last week. 
And uh, so this week we're going to air part two, the final part of this interview with the El Martillo Dakar team. And uh, that is right now. All right, we're here with uh, uh, Luis Ramirez and Nicholas Ambris with El Martillo Racing. How's everything going, guys? Really good. It's going really good right now. Uh, we're really busy in the shop. He's uh, working to prep everything to be shipped in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, I know uh, you guys just got done doing uh, doing a, a lot of testing. How, how did how did that go? The testing uh, was good. We went to this Alfred Desert in Sonora. We were testing the new inflation, automatic inflation deflation system from the inside of the car. And we also were testing we the difference between the last car and this one. The biggest difference is that we're running with a torque converter instead of a clutch. So we were worried about the high temperatures on on the torque because it usually when you have really soft sand like dunes and all that, the torque goes crazy hot. Uh, we were testing that. We have some some difficulties with the temperature, but uh, we were working in that until we built the engine. So it was a good test, but we couldn't finish it. Yeah, it sounded like things got short. Now, tell me a little bit about the Altar Desert. I mean, uh, how, how similar is that to, to what you guys are, are going to race at in, at the Dakar Rally in South America? Um, yeah, the Altar Desert is uh, kind of the biggest desert that we found, the most similar to the ones that we found in South America. Big dunes, like uh, for the, uh, hundreds and hundreds of kilometers. So that's why we choose the Alta Desert. Uh, we don't know the area or anything. We, we didn't, didn't knew the area, but uh, we've been looking and investigating for a place to test close to. We are located in Cabo San Lucas or San Jose Cabo. So we were looking for a place close to the shop or to the, to our home. And that's the closest that we found that it's more similar to South America. We have a desert close to the ocean. That's kind of a can or all the Chilean uh, stages. Like uh, they have this the dune desert right right next to the ocean, and that's kind of uh, what Altar offers to us: big dunes, soft dunes, and that's what we were looking for. Well, I, I know both of you guys uh, obviously from uh, from there in in uh, you know in, in southern Baja. Uh, lots of experience in off-road. I know uh, you know great series down there. How, how did you guys get involved with uh, with with Mr. Campbell? Hi, Jim. This is Bruce from this. I will answer that um, for you. That was pretty. That was pretty funny. Um, but uh, we were we used to race against each other here in class one <laughs> so that's how, how that's how we get involved you know we, we he uh we used to race at the same races here in southern baja and uh and i stopped racing in the class one and uh then he 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 sort of said hey let's let's team up let's start race together here in the in southern baja and also Dora races and after that, the, the biggest challenge was the car this last year, well, this year. So that's pretty much how we got, you know, we, we made a, a good team together. And, and he will race one race and the local championship, and then I will race the short courses or the next race. So that was pretty much, you know, Mr. Campbell is a very successful businessman. So he, he's very, he, 
he's very busy. When he can't race, I'll, I'll race for him. So that's pretty much how we, we call him ball. Well, and, and how did uh, how did Dakar come about? Because I know talking with him, you know, he, he's always looking for, for the next big thing, you know, it sounds like. And, uh, you know, how, how was it you guys, uh, you know, obviously racing in uh, in Baja. I, I've raced not in southern Baja, but in northern Baja quite a bit. You know, how, how was it for you, you know, going to Dakar? Because it's such a big event and, and so much different than uh, than racing there in, in southern Baja. Uh, we were doing the Nora last year, and we were like commenting uh, this rally, this class of racing is really nice and all that. And uh, we, like, I, I think Matt always wants to go for a bigger, 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 bigger challenges. So that was kind of the next step. Like, uh, we fit to a knee, we don't set up a 1,500 San Felipe and all the Baja races, and we've been racing down in. Barasu for, I don't know, maybe eight, ten years, something like that. So, and, and Matt is also racing for the last couple of years, so he was looking for a biggest challenge, and that's how we got involved in, in, in Dakar. That was Nico's fault, Jim, also. Nico, Nico, Nico got into the car, so he, it was his fault. It was, <laughs> I blame him. <laughs> we were talking about uh, maybe building a trophy truck, or maybe building another three-seater or something like that, and Suddenly, I say, hey, what about a rally car for Dakar? And that's kind of a ring of our match, and he liked the challenge, and that's how we got involved into the Dakar stuff. Yeah, was there any point when you guys went to, to Dakar this last year? Obviously, I know, uh, you know, you know, he gives you guys a, uh, a lot of credit for, uh, for keeping the car going and, and working on the, you know, getting, you know, fixing the clutches out in the field. Was there any point in the rally where you go, man, what did we get ourselves into? <laughs> yeah, since, since day one, <laughs> since we were planning, uh, we find out that uh, this whole Dakar deal is just different than Baja. Like Baja, you can prep uh, everything uh, in one month or something like that, and then you go racing, and then you have like two months, and then you go racing again. Like this race, is you got to prep 15 consecutive Baja 500s, and you got to prep it before. So that's, it's, it's not, I won't say harder, it's just different. Like uh, time-wise, like uh, logistics and just shipping everything to uh, Europe and to South America, you lost like uh, three months actually. And then when you race, it's another month. That's four months. And then to come back, it's another two months. So you only have like six months to prep 15 by half That's kind of a, the toughest challenge that we have. Yeah, you know, and, and talking about, uh, you know, your Dakar vehicle, uh, obviously, uh, I believe it's a Jimco. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that because, it, you know, it seems to me it's a, it's a little bit different than uh, some, of, some of the other vehicles that race in Dakar. It's similar to maybe one of your Class 1 cars, correct? This is correct, Jim. I, I, you know what, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest, baddest race cars I, I ever drive in. I drove, I drove a lot of race cars, and this is, a beast, <laughs> really. It's it's a big car. It's it's a class one, but bigger, way bigger. You know, with all the comfort that you can have. And I mean, that car. It's not about going fast. You know, that car. It's 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 a different deal. Like Nico was saying. You know, it's it's just it just puts you puts you on a mentally uh, strategy more than a faster skill driving skills. You know what I mean? So. The car, it has to have comfort in it. You know, it has 
AC in it. It has the best transmission, the best engine, it has the best suspension, and it has, uh, you know, the, just the, the, the riding of the car is just, it, it, it's so awesome. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't give, you, you can't ask for more. I mean, it's, it's one of the baddest cars I ever, ever drove in. And, and it's it's made for Dakar, you know. It's not made for for Laughlin, for San Felipe, for Baja 500, Baja 1000, that I would love to race a Baja 1000 with it, but it's a different car, you know. So that's pretty much what it is. Well, and, you know, in, in talking about uh, that car and, and you know, in the – and, and going to Dakar last year, I know, you know, talking with Mr. Campbell yesterday, it, uh, it it seemed like, you know, you guys went down there and a lot of these guys, you know, they didn't want to, you know, they didn't respect you very much. Uh, they didn't want to give you much time of the day. And he says, you know, as the rally kept going on, uh, you know, he says you guys were there day after day. And he says by the end of the thing, you, you earned a lot of respect. And, and some of these teams were, were coming up talking with you guys and, and treating you as equals. Yeah, one of, one of the... One of the main uh, days, I think, I think was a critical day. Was day five? If I, day five, uh, it's, it's it was one of the worst ones for us. And um, I remember when when we were not giving up. You know, I mean, like uh, Matt Matt always told us, you know, Mexicans are like, you know, we were going to be like a Mexican uh, boxer, you know, never give up. So. <laughs> We were so into it uh, 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 on the, you know, we were have probably like two and a half days without sleeping, without eating, and we were still going. And then, all, you know, Robbie came up from, from he was starting stage six, or I don't, I don't remember exactly the day, but he was starting the next stage, and we were finishing the, day, the stage before. And then he came up to us, and he stopped us, and he said, you know what? Don't give up, Luis. Don't give up. You have to keep going. Then, from there on, they, they, the people started to get their, their eyes on, on on El Martillo racing. I said, "Who are these guys? You know, he they just not giving up. You know, they they have everything against them. You know, they're they're the first timers. You know, the first time we were out there, uh, we 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 prep ourselves pretty well, but." Definitely, you know, that we didn't have the experience actually in field camp, you know. And uh, we started to just, you know, go, go every day. And, and then people starting to, you know, the other North American teams start to fail one and another. And, and then Martillo Racing just kept on going. So that was pretty, that was pretty sweet. I mean, it was pretty pretty amazing real yeah well and talking about the the race program do you think it helps you guys i know a lot of the teams they only have uh, uh two people in the car a driver and a, a navigator do you think it helps you guys having three people in the car yes uh for a team like us uh yes it helps you got uh um you got some points some bad points like uh, we're way heavier we're way bigger so in the stretch sections it's kind of harder for us to turn um, we don't have a better way to power ratio, but when you're in the dunes and you're stuck and uh, when you're having problems, it helps us a lot. And Dakar is it's like Baja right now, kind of. You have some uh, long transit sections, and then you also have some some special sections. Uh, we have a strategy that uh, we were doing. So, uh, we have uh, two drivers. So one driver was doing the special and one driver was doing the transit. So they were kind of relaxed. 
they were not as tired as the other drivers because they used the whole the whole transit and then the special. So that worked for a team like us. Uh, I think if you want to go for the win, like if you want to win the Dakar, it's got to be a two-seater. For a team like us, that we just want to win our class and be in the top 20, that really worked for us. Well, I mean, do you guys feel like you know you, you learned a lot last year? Uh, do you feel like the you know this year you have a, a real shot at, at winning your class? That the that the goal this year is to to bring home uh, bring home the victory. Yes, um, we have uh, some goals. One of the goals is winner class. I think that's possible for us. Um, it's ambitious. You, it's, it's ambitious. You used to want to go and finish. Uh, you have uh, ten thousand kilometers of racing miles, so. You're really close to roll over and bake and water uh, for 13 days. So it's a bit to finish, but um, in the same way, I think we can finish it and we can finish it with our class. Uh, we have some good guys, really good guys in our class too. So, yes, it's something possible, and that's the goal. And also, the goal is to finish in the top 20. Like, uh, it's hard because you're racing against the best drivers in the world, like Carlos Sainz, and Sadia. So some of the best names from for motorsports. So it's hard because you got like the mini Cooper team, the X ray team, they have twelve cars and they finish with twelve cars. And they are like top of the notch cars. So they are kind of the best cars for Dakar right now. Um you can compete against those twelve cars and then couple cars from factory. And just to be in the top twenty is kind of hard too. But I think we have the skill to, to be there. Yeah, I think uh, you know. I, I think definitely, uh, you know, finishing last year's rally, and and you know, it sounds like uh, you know you, you guys are preparing uh, for this year. So, so how long do you have before uh, the car needs to needs to ship out to uh, I believe to France before it uh, it goes to Dakar, right? Right now, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's tight. <laughs> we gotta ship it in September 15th. Wow. So that's you know, like uh, the last day that we can stay in the shop, September 15th. So we are really tired because we just finished testing two weeks ago. So now we need to actually, we are ready to get a whole car apart and we're just putting everything together. But it's not just the race car, it's the trucks. Like uh, we use the same trucks for for this trip to testing. We wanted to have everything the same way that we're going to have in Dakar, so we were training for Dakar. So we got to the trucks, the, car, the race car, and we got to load everything in a container and do all the logistics for for shipping and all that, for customs and all that. So it's kind of tight. Uh, we're working more than 12 hours a day. That's kind of normal for racing, I guess. I never see about a guy who has uh, race car ready one month before the race. So <laughs> that doesn't happen when you're racing. You just have dozens of things to do and just a couple hours to do it. So we're working really hard right now. Yeah. Well, it sounds like once you do get to Dakar, uh, you know, Matt Campbell was telling me, uh, you know, when I talked with him yesterday, at least you guys have an RV to look forward to this time to, to sleep at night instead of a tent, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's something that we found out last year. You don't have time to sleep, and when you sleep, you are sleeping in a tent, so you don't really rest. So we are thinking about uh, an RV. Uh, we just rent a huge RV like a, like a, like a bus just converted into a, like a people and that's a plan to rest a little bit like everybody's really tired like day one day two they're easy day three everything starts to fall on because uh, you're so exhausted because you're not you're 
like the mechanics they are working all night long and they are not resting at all because they got transit all day. So we wanted to go with that kind of RV so the mechanics can be sleeping while they are transit, but sleeping like a laying down, not sitting on truck. It's not the same. You you got sitting on a, on a truck, you don't rest at all. You can sleep, but you're not really resting. So that's something that we learned, and that's something that we we want to improve for this year. Yeah, it, uh, it sounds like uh, you guys definitely uh, you know got a shot to, to do really well this year and, and looking forward to, to tracking your progress and I think uh, you know you guys uh, obviously busy in the shop right now maybe uh, right before you guys leave for the rally we'll get you back on air and, and kind of catch up and uh, you know and, and see how things are going uh, you know right before you guys leave to to go to uh, to South America yeah sure thank um, you Jim thank you. thank you appreciate that we're looking forward to just keep up the, the the hard work here in the shop and the boys are doing amazing amazing work um and hopefully we can just you know keep keep going keep going and we'll we'll be in touch for sure all right sounds good guys thank you uh, thank you for the time and i know you're busy right now and uh, and good luck Great uh, catching up with those boys from El Martillo Racing, uh, you know, and, and hearing their story both from the owner standpoint, uh, you know, and theirs. If you're just tuning in, you definitely want to skip back two weeks and, and hear uh, hear the first part with uh, Matt Campbell. But uh, yeah, some guys definitely, uh, um, you know, one of the smaller uh, independent teams uh, trying to tackle that car and very successful last year. The only uh, North American team to finish right now we've got uh, a lot of news to get to in a short amount of time but uh off-road legends rally has been announced october 18th anza california basically what this is is uh, uh you know just uh general public fans of off-road get to go and uh and have a day driving with some off-road legends uh walker evans rod hall larry rossler three of them that are on tap for this uh, off-road legends rally right now, so sounds like something that might be up your uh, up your alley. Go to offroadlegendsrally.com. That's offroadlegendsrally.com. You can get your tickets, and uh, um, there's only limited availability. So uh, if you something you might be interested in, October 18th, uh, definitely go check it out on the web, offroadlegendsrally.com. Also, BJ Baldwin Recoil Two. You guys have been seeing the teasers the past. Uh, month of really uh really hitting fever pitch over this past weekend uh you know the first one i think was well over five million views to recoil one i'd have to check back but uh tomorrow it will be dropping on monster energy's youtube channel so uh be tuned for that i'm sure you'll see a uh, a huge amount of uh of tr around it when it does drop i'll try and get it up on my social media as well but uh it's uh um, B.J. Baldwin's uh, Recoil 2. It's dropping tomorrow, uh, produced by uh, Brian Scotto and the Hoonigans. And we will have them on air next week, both B.J. Baldwin and Brian Scotto from the Hoonigans. So uh, something to uh, definitely look forward to. Um, also, Stadium Super Trucks tickets this weekend, uh, Sandsport Super Show. They're doing battle at the Sandsport Super Show. Get your tickets now. StadiumSuperTrucks.com will give you all the information for tickets or check them out. Uh, speedenergy.com or uh, or their social media, you get those links. But uh, Sandsport Super Show is going to be off the hook. Uh, Stadium Super Trucks in action there, so uh, definitely check those out. And then uh, big announcement, uh, Straight Rhythm. We talked about that earlier in the show. Um, straight Rhythm, a new uh, event by Red Bull. It's basically a straight line half mile uh, motocross race, and it's just rhythm, rhythm section and jumps. Uh, no turns and uh, head-to-head and 
who's the fastest wins. Pastrana threw his name in the ring. That's happening October 4th in Pomona at the Fairplex, same time as the Off-Road Expo. So uh, going to be very close to each other. You'll be able to take in both if you want to. I checked it out. Tickets are only like 20 bucks. But Travis Pastrana, back on a dirt bike. He's going to be banging bars with Ryan Dungey. Um, you know, I think Ryan Villapoto obviously is slated to possibly compete, but uh, should should be great to see Pastrana back on a bike competing head-to-head against these guys. I know James Bubba Stewart, he's going to be doing it as well. So straight rhythm, it's all over the Red Bull website. You definitely want to check that out. And uh, big news is Travis Pastrana will be back in action there. Also, Down and Dirty Radio Show Party, October 9th, Blue Water Desert Challenge, our third annual party. General Tire is the presenting sponsor of it. General Tire helping me throw a big party. We're going to be doing live radio, have a Desert People 11 premiere. It's all happening in Parker, Arizona, October 9th. If you can't make it to Parker, uh, the event will be held at The Bar. That's right. There's a bar in town called The Bar. Um, If you can't make it out October 9th, we'll be doing off-road trivia, everything else, all brought to you by General Tire. Um, You're going to be able to tune in on and Dirty Radio Show. Like I said, we will be hosting live from the event. So I uh, definitely want to uh, put that on your radar. Next week, we're going to have Bucky Lassick, David Higgins, B.J. Baldwin, and Brian Scotto from the Hoonigans, and Marty Fioka. Big show lined up. Upcoming events, Motocross and Nations, Rigid Desert Challenge, Lucas Oil from Vegas, Sandsport Super Show, Stadium Super Trucks from the Sandsport Super Show, Terra Cross from Charlotte, Global Rallycross from L.A., Off-Road Expo, Red Bull Straight Rhythm, Global Rallycross, we got two World Rallycross Championships events, and the Prescott Rally, and the Best in the Desert Blue Water Desert Challenge. Talk about a ton of events coming up, and we will be your home for coverage of them all here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Big thanks to Rigid Industries, Dirtfish Rally School, Arizona Ford Dealers, UPR.com, Blue Water Resort and Casino, Wakeboard Island, Racetech USA, Speed Energy Drink, Kyle LaDuke, Seth Enslow, El Martillo Racing, Joe Duncan from Terracross. Uh, man, whoo, that was a mouthful. Uh, give us a follow at Jim Beaver 15 on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash down and dirty show. Visit down and dirty show.com for all those back episodes. And uh, also if you haven't done it yet, our app available on Apple iTunes, Google play and the Amazon Kindle store. Oh man, it has been a heck of a week rolling into next week. It's going to be a great weekend. And as always game on. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.